Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, December 9th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north, even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayishlach, and it means, And He Sent. Genesis 35, 14-36, And Jacob set up a pillar at the site where he had spoken to him, a pillar of stone, and he offered a libation on it and poured oil upon it. Jacob gave the site where Hashem had spoken to him the name of Bet-El. They set up from Bet-El, but when they were still some distance short of Ephrat, Rachel was in childbirth, and she had hard labor. When her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, Have no fear, for it is another boy for you. But as she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. Thus Rachel died. She was buried on the road to Ephrat, now Bethlehem. Over her grave Jacob set up a pillar. It is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. While Israel stayed in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine. And Israel found out. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve in number. 
the sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maid, Dan, and Naphtali, and the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maid, Gad, and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padan Aram. And Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, at Kiriat Arba, now Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. Isaac was a hundred and eighty years old when he breathed his last and died. He was gathered to his kin in ripe old age, and he was buried by his sons Esau and Jacob. This is the line of Esau, that is, Edom. Esau took his wives from among the Canaanite women, Ada, daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Aholabama, daughter of Ana, daughter of Zibion the Hivite, and also Basemoth, daughter of Ishmael, and sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore to Esau Eliphaz, Basemoth bore Raul, and Aholibama bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. Those were the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his sons and daughters, and all the members of his household, his cattle and all his livestock, and all the property that he had acquired in the land of Canaan, and went to another land because of his brother Jacob. For their possessions were too many for them to dwell together, and the land where they sojourned could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir, Esau being Edom. This, then, is the line of Esau, the ancestor of the Edomites in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Ada, Raul, the son of Esau's wife, Basemoth. The sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah was a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz. She bore Amalek to Eliphaz. Those were the descendants of Esau's wife, Ada. And these were the sons of Raul, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, Mizah. These were the descendants of Esau's wife, Basemoth. And these were the sons of Esau's wife, Oholabibama, daughter of Ana, daughter of Zibion. She bore to Esau Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clans of the children of Esau, the descendants of Esau's firstborn Eliphaz, the clans Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the clans of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. Those are the descendants of Ada. And these are the descendants of Esau's son, Raul, the clans of Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the clans of Raul in the land of Edom. Those are the descendants of Esau's wife, Basemoth. And these are the descendants of Esau's wife, Oholibamah, the clans Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clans of Esau's wife, Oholibamah, the daughter of Ana. Those were the sons of Esau, that is, Edom, and those are their clans.
Joel 1, 1 to 3, 21. The word of Hashem that came to Joel, son of Petuel. Listen to this, O elders, give ear, all inhabitants of the land. Has the like of this happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it, and let your children tell theirs, and their children the next generation. What the cutter has left, the locust has devoured. What the locust has left, the grub has devoured. And what the grub has left, the hopper has devoured. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep, wail, all you swillers of wine. For the new wine that is denied you. For a nation has invaded my land, vast beyond counting, with teeth like the teeth of a lion, with the fangs of a lion's breed. They have laid my vines waste and splintered my fig trees. They have stripped off their bark and thrown it away. Their runners have turned white. Lament, like a maiden girt with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. Offering and libation have seized from the house of Hashem. The Kohanim must mourn who minister to Hashem. The country is ravaged. The ground must mourn, for the new grain is ravaged. The new wine is dried up. The new oil has failed. Farmers are dismayed, and the vine dressers wail over wheat and barley. For the crops of the field are lost. The vine has dried up, the fig tree withers, pomegranate, palm, and apple. All the trees of the field are seared, and joy has dried up among men. Gird yourselves and lament, O Kohanim. Wail, O ministers of the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, O ministers of my God, for offering and libation are withheld from the house of your God. Solemnize a fast. Proclaim an assembly, gather the elders, all the inhabitants of the land, in the house of Hashem your God, and cry out to Hashem. Alas for the day, for the day of Hashem is near, it shall come like havoc from Shaddai. For food is cut off before our very eyes, and joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seeds have shriveled under their clods. The granaries are desolate, barns are in ruins, for the new grain has failed. How the beasts groan, the herds of cattle are bewildered, because they have no pasture, and the flocks of sheep are dazed. In you, Hashem, I call, for fire has consumed the pastures in the wilderness, and flame has devoured all the trees of the countryside. The very beasts of the field cry out to you, for the watercourses are dried up, and fire has consumed the pastures in the wilderness. Blow a shofar in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all dwellers on earth tremble, for the day of Hashem has come. It is close, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of densest cloud spread like soot over the hills, a vast enormous horde. Nothing like it has ever happened, and it shall never happen again through the years and ages. Their vanguard is a consuming fire, their rear guard a devouring flame. Before them the land was like the Garden of Eden, behind them 
a desolate waste. Nothing has escaped them. They have the appearance of horses. They gallop just like steeds. With a clatter as of chariots they bound on the hilltops, with a noise like a blazing fire consuming straw, like an enormous horde arrayed for battle. People tremble before them. All faces turn ashen. They rush like warriors. They scale a wall like fighters, and each keeps to his own track. Their paths never cross. No one jostles another. Each keeps to his own course. And should they fall through a loophole, they do not get hurt. They rush up the wall. They dash about in the city. They climb into the houses. They enter like thieves by way of the windows. Before them earth trembles, heaven shakes, sun and moon are darkened, and stars withdraw their brightness. And Hashem roars aloud at the head of his army, for vast indeed is his host. Numberless are those that do his bidding, for great is the day of Hashem. Most tremble, who can endure it? Yet even now, says Hashem, turn back to me with all your hearts, and with fasting, weeping, and lamenting. Rend your hearts rather than your garments, and turn back to Hashem your God, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in kindness, and renouncing punishment. Who knows, but He may turn and relent and leave a blessing behind for meal offering and drink offering to Hashem your God. Blow a shofar in Zion, solemnize a feast, proclaim an assembly. Gather the people, bid the congregation purify themselves, bring together the old, gather the babes and the sucklings at the breast. Let the bridegroom come out of his chamber and the bride from her canopied couch. Between the portico and the altar, let the Kohenim, Hashem's ministers, weep and say, Oh, spare your people, Hashem. Let not your possession become a mockery, to be taunted by nations. Let not the peoples say, Where is their God? Then Hashem was roused on behalf of his land and had compassion upon his people. In response to his people, Hashem declared, I will grant you the new grain, the new wine, and the new oil, and you shall have them in abundance. Nevermore will I let you be a mockery among the nations. I will drive the northerner far from you. I will thrust it into a parched and desolate land, its van to the eastern sea and its rear to the western sea, and the stench of it shall go up, and the foul smell rise, for Hashem shall work great deeds. Fear not, O soil, rejoice and be glad, for Hashem has wrought great deeds. Revelation 1, 1 1-20 The revelation of Yeshua, which God gave to him, to show his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Yeshua and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that reads 
and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you, and peace from him which is and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Yeshua, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. I am Aliphatov, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Yeshua, was in the isle that is called Patmos, for the word of God, and for the testimony of Yeshua. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice, as of a trumpet, saying, I am Olive and Tav, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardia, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and being turned I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shines in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and I have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which you saw are the seven churches. Psalm 128 one to six. Blessed is everyone that fears the Lord, that walks in his ways. For you shall eat the labor of your hands. Happy shall you be, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of your house. Your children like olive plants round about your table. Behold, that thus shall be the man be blessed that fears the Lord. The Lord shall bless you out of Zion, and you shall see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, you shall see your children's children and peace upon Israel.
Proverbs 29.18 Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the Torah, happy is he. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Joel chapter 2. And I'd always wondered, this army before them, it's like a garden of Eden, and behind them, it's desolation and destruction. And they rush over the walls and through the city and climb in through the windows. They sound like a very destructive army. And yet, you get this puzzling verse that says, Great is the army that carries out his word. And it seems to imply that this army is from the Lord. And I never understood, what is this army that's coming? And how could it be that it's from the Lord? And then, I believe the mystery was unlocked. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I heard this notion, this idea from Eddie Chumney. And as I've thought about it and prayed about it and reflected on it, I think he's right. And what he was basically saying is that this is a description of the Gog-Magog army coalition that is coming down and swooping down upon Israel. This is basically, Joel chapter 2 is another look at a different angle from a different perspective um, of the Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 description of this Gog-Magog war. And so it makes sense when you think about it. It's like a missing piece of a puzzle. This army is talking about in chapter 3 verse 20, I will drive the northerner far from you. I will thrust it into a parched and desolate land. So the northerner, this army is from the north. Joel goes on to talk about call a sacred assembly, call a sacred fast, gather all the people, weep between the porch and the altar. In other words, it's time to pray, it's time to intercede, it's time to cry out to the Lord for deliverance from this army. And if this is Israel that is being attacked by these hordes from the north, very likely this Gog-Magog coalition will include Iran and Russia and Syria and perhaps a few other nations thrown in there as well. Um, So the people are going to cry out to the Lord. Now, when they do, when they cry out and they say, Hashem, save us, Yeshua, Messiah, save us, save us. When they cry out to the God of Israel, he's going to hear and he's going to answer. And in Ezekiel chapter 38, in the closing verses, it talks about how God sends fire and brimstone, and he intercedes. He supernaturally gets involved in this battle, and he wipes out this northern army with fire and brimstone, similar to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. So why is this army called God's army? Well, let's just think about it. The Lord sent the Babylonian army to come in and to take Jerusalem, to break through the walls, and then the temple was destroyed. And the Lord sent the Babylonian army. Why? Because the people were in terrible sin. 
and they had departed from the God of Israel and departed from the Torah. And so he used this Babylonian army as his hammer of judgment. Similarly, the Lord sent the Assyrian army to the northern kingdom, to the ten tribes of the north, and they came under attack and under siege, and they were taken away into exile as well. Why? The Lord sent the army, and it was his hammer of judgment, because they also had fallen into idolatry and turned away from the God of Israel and turned away from his Torah. And so he sent the Assyrian army as his hammer of judgment. Likewise, I believe this description of this army described in Joel chapter 2 is an army sent by God as a hammer of judgment. And the whole purpose of judgment is to bring the people to repentance. And that's exactly how the people respond. They repent. They call a sacred assembly. They weep between the porch and the altar. They cry out to the God of Israel, deliver us, save us. And then he does. So that's another angle on Joel chapter 2 that I wanted to share with you. And we may see that battle in our lifetime. We may see Russia, Iran, and Syria team up and move to the south to attack Israel. That could happen. That's not at all unlikely. That could very well happen in our lifetime, in the not-too-distant future. So keep an eye and watch. Watch and see and pray. And pray that we will be delivered from these days that Yeshua will hear our cry and he will deliver us and save us. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>